All right. Should we get spooky? <clears throat> yeah. Let's do it. Sally, I like, your right. whole, I like your whole look right now. I like the Thanks. hair. I like the sweatshirt. I just... Little pumpkins in the background. That's right. Oh, it's a t-shirt. Oh, okay. What is on that t-shirt? Pocus Pocus. The oh, witches. Okay. Oh, the witch hairs. Oh, okay. another movie I haven't seen, but everyone references all the there time. And I feel bad. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like them. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to say I haven't seen it. Kendra, <laughs> our, our most recent guest host, Kendra, loves Hocus Pocus. Loves it. That's oh, yeah? like a must for her Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a must for everyone. For me, my it's it's, it, uh, it's Lego terrifying tales. That's all. That's that's yeah, my. That's... <laughs> well, obviously now, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> scariest movies on a scale of one to three <laughs> are Lego <No>. and Scream. <laughs> yeah, this is the scariest movie Steve's ever seen. That's uh, I wish that was true. <laughs> Welcome to This Enduring Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Today, we are joined by our first returning guest, the queen of Halloween, Sally Jacoby Murphy. I did not know I was the first returning guest, and I am so excited about it. <laughs> you mark our, our our point of validation that we have a returning guest. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we are an actual podcast now because yep. we have a returning guest. We've had a second. We tricked you into yep. returning. Yep. <laughs> well, I am honored. Well, good. I mean, we, I, I mean, I personally can't do a Halloween podcast without Sally. I don't, I don't know that I ever have, but... Sally has appeared regularly on the All the Book Show podcast, as well as How's Things for the David A. Howe Public Library. So she's uh, she's a regular in the Halloween podcasting yes. world. I feel very weird. Good, good. And this is uh, this. I feel like the first spooky thing we tried just was kind of a swing and a miss. So I think that's uh, right. Yes, I think uh, this time we're gonna do a little bit better. That's right. We had Sally on the Haunted Village with a name like the Haunted Village. Of course, it's gonna be creepy, but not this time around. Yeah, if you think nope. at least one haunted thing would have happened one thing yeah. what I, I thought it was one gonna be a whole haunted village but no nothing so <laughs> yeah they, that's uh, where they get you it's false advertising <laughs> it right is there. all right today we are discussing lego star wars terrifying tales this special debuted on disney plus on october 1th 2021th what a weird choice. It was a mere little book oh wait no this just no, came this out the recent. other day right this was recent. oh okay yeah, this was fully... i was it was a mere four days ago. You're a full-grown adult. <laughs> oh, it's full-grown adult. Yeah. Speaking well, of huh. you being a full-grown yeah, adult and mentioning the date, we're days away from Steve's birthday. So happy birthday, Steve! We are. Happy yeah. birthday! Nice. I actually okay. got reminded by looking at my own calendar for work wow. on my phone. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's my birthday!" Hey, look at that. What a, what a oh, sad yeah. state of affairs. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Terrifying Tales, everybody. So this special follows the 2020 Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, not to be confused with the horrific 70s Star Wars Holiday Special that's live action. Uh, the events are set after the rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. I do kind of want to get into that because I feel like you get you get a little bit of info in here that I don't think you got from the prequels. And I was like, oh, or not prequels, sequels. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Mm. Anyway, I do want to point out that both the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special and The Rise of Skywalker feature Ewoks, while as Terrifying Tales does not. 
So this will be the first and maybe only Star Wars thing we do that doesn't have any Ewoks. But I'm going to tie it in. Big mistake, right? I'm going to tie it in. You wait. You just wait. Okay. Okay. This special was written by David Shane, and it was directed by Ken Cunningham. One of the things I like about these Lego Star Wars things is that they just have a recurring cast. And so, like, not everybody comes back and does their own voices. And so, more often than not, when you hear Poe Dameron in one of these, it is Jake Green who reprises the role here. So we've got Jake Green as Poe. Raphael Alejandro as an original character new to this uh, special who plays Dean. Not a very Star Warsy name. Dean, I guess. <laughs> I, I couldn't think it. of anything better. You like it? I dig it, yeah. And when he's like, Dean, yeah. it just works. You liked it. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like Luke, right? I mean, that's not yeah. anything. That's true. That's a pretty boring name, Luke. Tony know. Hale. Sorry, Luke's. Tony Hale yeah. of Veep and Arrested Development fame as Vinay, who was Vader's, uh, I don't know, acolyte. He was in Rogue One. The character was in Rogue One and has been in comics and things since then. Uh, we have Christian Slater. I love Christian Slater. Sally, are you a Christian Slater fan? I feel pretty neutral about him. Neutral? Okay. Yeah. I have no attachment. (laughs) I wish I'd known that before we started, but Christian Slater (laughs) plays Ren. Christian Slater plays Ren in this. We have Matthew Sloan as both Ben Solo and General Grievous. And here's a fun fact. Matthew Sloan voiced General Grievous in the prequel movies. So this is like the original Grievous voice actor. Makes sense because it was so spot on. It was. It it? was. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We have Dana Snyder as Grabala the Hutt. Matt Sloan. Which I recognized immediately if you have ever seen Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh. Had to look it up. I was like, that's the voice of Master Shake. It absolutely is. And it is. (laughs) I had to look it up and I was like, wait a minute. What? Look yeah, oh, oh, that's, okay. a, that's a great... I love that show. We got Matt okay, Sloan. No, that's all right. Matt Sloan is Darth yeah. Vader. AJ Locasio is Han Solo. Eric Bauza as Luke Skywalker. Trevor DeVale as Palpatine and Tarkin. This Palpatine is really kind of a ripoff of Seth MacFarlane's Palpatine mm. from the Robot Chicken specials, which I think is kind of lame. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. For our featured <laughs> cast member today, and here's where the tie-in comes, so buckle up, everybody... Shelby Young is reprising her role as Princess Leia from the series Star Wars Forces of Destiny. She's done lots of Star Wars voice work, including projects like Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, uh, Bad Batch, and Star Wars Visions. But here's, here's the thing. Here's the interesting little tidbit. Aside from voicing Leia in Forces of Destiny, she also provides the voice of, guess who, Steve? Princess Nisa. She's Nisa. Oh my, she's Nisa. In several episodes. And this is the first like canonical appearance of Nisa is this uh, Star Wars Forces of Destiny show because the Ewok cartoon is not considered, you know, canon. If you want to get technical, it's like Star Wars Legends. But Forces of Destiny are like rubber stamped, like this is real. So the first time Nisa is like a legit Star Wars character you know, from now until they change their mind about that is Forces of Destiny, voiced by uh, Shelby Young, who plays Leia Perfect. in this episode. There we go. We don't have Ewoks in their Ewok form, but we have them in their vocal form. So That's there true. you go. I, I, yeah. She's an Ewok. That's right. You know? That is right. Okay. Shall we get into this, Steve? You want to take us through? Yes. I will take us through the uber-detailed plot of Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. In Terrifying Tales, we follow the adventures of Poe Dameron and BB-8 after they crash land on the lava planet Mustafar, home of Lord Vader's old castle. 
After searching for a way to repair his X-Wing, Poe finds Vader's castle has been renovated into a resort by a crafty hut named Grabala. Poe also meets a young boy named Dean, who happens to be an expert mechanic and pilot dreamer working for the Twisted Hut. They learn that the boy works hard for the Crooked Hut in order to support his family back home. Dean offers to help Poe fix his X-Wing, so they both strike a deal with the Hut to repair Poe's ship if he endorses the resort, being a celebrity and all. Of course. Vinay, Vader's old attendant and caretaker, still lives at the castle and begins spouting spooky prophecies and tales in order to keep Poe in the castle to fulfill an old Mustafar prophecy of a visitor that will help unlock its ancient secrets. Believing this so-called visitor to be Poe, he convinces the pilot to stay after tempting him with the Helmet of Ren, the helmet belonging to the person who created Kylo Ren. Vinay begins to spin a terrifying tale about the helmet. His story is called The Lost Boy, an homage to the 1987 film The Lost Boys, and is about how Ben Solo became Kylo Ren, leader of the Knights of Ren, by seizing power by force. The story intrigues the group, and they become curious about more Sith artifacts potentially hidden in the castle. Poe not wanting any of the Sith artifacts to fall into slimy hut hands, he asks Dean to help him open an ancient door. Their curiosity leads them through a hidden maze deep inside the castle where they discover an ancient Sith lightsaber called the Saber of Skardant. Luckily, the saber is damaged because when working, it is extremely dangerous as anyone who wields it will be driven mad. This prompts Vinay to spin a second terrifying tale called The Dueling Monstrosities, a play on Frankenstein. Or Frankenstein, depending <laughs> on which one you've seen. This tale is about a revived Darth Maul and a restored General Grievous and their simultaneous quest to find an ancient Sith lightsaber. Both evil lords battle to return the saber to their master, but the saber is broken in the process after it corrupts them both. Dean is able to fix the lightsaber and ignites the blade. The cursed blade reveals a hidden door which only can be opened with the saber blade. The door leads the group into the first temple of Mustafar, an ancient temple built generations ago that contains a repository of ancient Sith lore. Dean is drawn to a hidden Sith holocron by the spooky spirit voice of Darth Vader. Vinay tells Dean the holocron has the power to make any dream come true, much like a lucky Wookiee paw, Dean says. Vinay spins another tale conveniently called The Wookiee's Paw, which is a reference to the W.W. Jacobs story The Monkey's Paw, told in the original style of The Twilight Zone. This tale is about Luke Skywalker after he is given a magic wish granting Wookiee Paw from Watto. The Wookiee Paw grants his every wish, bringing him down a dark path of selfishness, causing Luke to become the bad guy in the original Star Wars story. Vinay tricks Dean, telling him that this same holocron will grant any wish if he opens it. Dean really wants his family back home to be safe, so he opens the holocron. But... Vinay deceived everyone. All three tales he told were to tempt the group to gather the Helmet of Ren, the Saber of Skardant, and the Sith Hologron so that Vinay could combine them to seize the power he so greatly desires. His new powers transform him into a powerful Sith construct. 
Vinay declares that now the galaxy will fear him as it feared his former master, Lord Vader. But Poe mocks him because he has no army to back him up. Vinay's servant droid, Annihilate, Annihilate mm-hmm. transmits a signal that subjugates all of Grabala's worker droids and turns them into an army of zombie droids. Quickly, Poe and Dean manage to steal back the holocrom from Vinay and run. Without it, Vinay's power will diminish. Grabala hides like a coward and is frightened in a most recognizable way by zombie droids. We'll talk about that later. Meanwhile, <laughs> Poe and Dean manage to escape Vader's castle with the intent to leave the planet in Poe's ship. However, both of them rally their courage and return to the creepy castle to fight Vinay. Poe faces his fears, and Dean's dream of being a pilot is fulfilled. Before the two can finally defeat Vinay, Poe is captured. Vinay threatens to drop Poe over a lava cliff if he doesn't hand over the holocron. Dean turns the tide of the standoff when he realizes how much power the holocron has. He tosses the holocron over the edge of the lava pit. Vinay's greed causes him to drop Poe and leap after the holocron, sending him hurling into the molten lava pit below. With Vinay defeated, Grabala and his crew are left with the despicable task of cleaning up the mess. Now, out of a job, Dean agrees to work with Poe and BB-8, and the both of them leave Mustafar to join Ray and the rest of their Resistance friends. Roll credits. There we have it. Yes. So yes. I guess this is the farthest ahead we've seen in the Star Wars timeline at this point. Yes, this so has to be, right? So yeah. that's kind of interesting. All right, Sally, I mean, Queen of Halloween. So right away, what do you think about the spookiness of this? Was it spooky enough? You know, I was thinking while I was watching it that, like, as an adult watching it, it's just silliness. Right. (laughs) Um, Although they have a lot of fun references and stuff. But I feel like as a kid, I would genuinely think it's pretty spooky. Yes. It has all the right elements. Like, I think I'd be pretty scared if I was a kid watching it. So, Yeah. yeah. Well... Uh, you know, just, just for the sake of research, I watched this with my seven-year-old son and it, uh, freaked him out. So there was <laughs> really? a, yeah, there was many a times where he was like, I looked over and like eyes covered, not looking and like jump scares. It worked. It was, this was a true Halloween special for him. There were so. a couple scream and shadow things that I thought would genuinely be scary for a young kid, yeah. you know, like startling, like, you know, yeah. So. Well, and there's the scene, I think it's, is it in the monkey paw, where I think it's Luke in bed, and it the ceiling starts to bend down oh. towards him, oh, which is yeah. a reference to Nightmare, Bo- or Nightmare on Elm Street. But I was like, that's genuinely scary. Like that, as a kid, I would be like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> that was, uh, that, was cool. <laughs> that was Ben Solo in the Lost Boy segment. That's it. Okay. But oh, yeah, okay, that's what. Yeah, yeah, it was a lost boy. That. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So let's. I guess we should probably kind of take a look at each segment. But let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about the frame story first. Poe crash landing on this planet. And yeah. And Mustafar being this whole planet where Vader's castle was. I feel like that. Like that. This location and the castle and everything have had a lot of play in the expanded universe or even in the new Marvel mm-hmm. comics. But like, you don't see it on screen very much. So I kind of liked that as yeah. a setting. What did you guys think? I, I mean, think I love it. Yeah. yeah, that's the place. That, I mean, Naboo is not exactly a yeah. spooky place. So right. it's like, where are you going to have it? It's got to be on a evil planet and really 
That's Mustafar. Yeah. I mean, that's the only evil planet or planet used for evil that exists still, kind of. I you thought know? getting Poe there was kind of a cool thing. I, I sort of thought <laughs> watching it, I kind of wish they would have used, like, if, if we're using, like, new, you know, J.J. era characters, I mm-hmm. maybe would have preferred this to be a Finn story, just because I feel like Poe gets so much play and has been in a lot of these specials. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having Finn crash land on this might have been an interesting thing yeah, to do you know just to that be a little different but uh yeah i mean i i liked the new characters and yes it was goofy and it was silly but i felt like it was a pretty decent blend of of just like mm-hmm. sally's saying you know like that there were there were laughs but there were also things that you can really kind of point out as like spooky yeah. spooky well and i i thought the the shtick about you know a uh, hut turning it into a hotel was just like hilarious i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> from like it's like a trope in horror movies to have things set at hotels mm-hmm. but then also just you know it's just a little bit of like star wars absurdity that just works perfectly yeah. for this kind of thing yeah well but mean, how many it's... horror movies have been in a hotel right, too exactly, so that was yeah. like a perfect you know like oh it's a hotel should have been like uh-oh it's and, a yeah, hotel and <laughs> huts are so opportunistic and yeah, yeah the, the idea yeah. of turning it into a sith themed hotel yeah i agree sally i just think that's a fun <laughs> That's a fun little thing to do. The that I'm not super familiar with that character, Vinay. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. know who that was, other than like having vague memories of a character like that appearing. But let's talk about the Lost Boy. That's the first segment, yes. and this is where first we story. this is where we see Ben Solo kind of turning. So mm-hmm. general thoughts. I'm not a horror person, so I don't know if I, when I was watching it, I thought this seems like a. Um either like a copy of something else about like a kid who's good that turns bad by like joining a biker gang. That's what it felt like. But I, I thought I, I was watching it more and like, I'm just watching it literally mm-hmm. not realizing the, the, the movie references. Cause I literally got like right. maybe two or three references in, in the whole movie. But uh, that seemed like a really weak Kylo Ren origin snippet for me. I thought mm. it was a little, I don't know. I thought it was a little weak. I wanted there to be a little bit more play with well, Luke, you know? So, like, I, I wasn't expecting them to delve into Kylo Ren's backstory, so yeah. I agree that it wasn't super deep, but I actually felt like this this segment was my favorite of the whole thing. Mm. I thought it worked really well, and I, I mean, it's more backstory on Kylo Ren than we ever got in any of the movies, so that was kind yeah. of... It was just interesting. Like, I agree that it wasn't, you know, you don't see, like, the pathos and all that of what's happening, but it was just kind of a... Yeah. It's a it's an interesting little, like, cul-de-sac of Star Wars that you don't really get to explore. Sally, I was curious, because I recognize the Lost Boys, like, logo font. How much of what happens there? Is is there much of an homage to, to that movie, or is it just... Um, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the Lost Boys, but I think the, like, the gang shtick and the... Mm. The brother, well, they're not brothers in this, obviously, but like the tension between Kylo Ren's character and the lead biker guy is definitely like an homage to the original story with their brothers in that. Ah, but, okay. Um, I didn't immediately pick up that it was Lost Boys. Like, I, I didn't pick up on the title card, but when they come in and they're like, we're Weekend Havoc, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I know what this is. <laughs> Were there um, were there it, other oh, references that you caught in that? Not in that one, I don't think. Well, that's the Nightmare um, on Elm Street thing. Oh well, yeah, that's yeah. right because I was associating that with later. Um, but no, I mean, I think that's it. That is honestly probably my least favorite of the three of them. Oh really? Um, okay. It's interesting that it's your favorite, but 
I feel like, you know, that's, it's kind of cool when that happens, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I will say I thought Kylo Ren was just hilarious because I can't remember who you said, Oh, this was, what's his name that's voicing him. But it sounded like he was doing a Kylo Ren impression, and I loved that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. When he started talking, I thought the same thing. I was like, he's trying to be like Adam Driver, like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and he just kept like, his oh, shirt oh, on the whole time, though. He's so trying so have... hard to sound like Adam so Driver. <laughs> I thought that this had, I liked this, like, for two reasons. Number one, because I liked filling in that story a little bit, even though it was like a goofy mm. rendition of it, like seeing the Knights of Ren and seeing like the character of Ren like appear. And, and I also felt like some of the things that happened in this were the creepiest things that happened in the whole thing. Like the, the ceiling mm. thing, obviously, when, yeah. it's, when, it's, when it's Ren and Ben like face to face and the other like knights are around them and their eyes are like glowing white and they're like, ah. I just thought that was that's really... also a nightmare. That's also a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, so that okay. whole dream sequence is nightmare nightmare on Elm Street. But that is true. That was that is freaky. Yeah, I thought that was genuinely spooky. And I mean, it scared the heck out of my son. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, that's fair. I will say I did appreciate them making the Knights of Ren and the like biker gang. Like, I thought that was yeah, a clever worked. way to yeah. present. Them. Yeah. Bunch of jerks in black leather. <laughs> With their helmets, that you know. Actually, the one thing that surprised me about that was the lightsaber battle at the end. That I was just like, wait a minute, you know, that leader of the of the you know clan Ren or whatever they called was like a legit Sith guy, but wasn't a Sith guy at the right. same time. You know, so I, you know, that got me thinking like, whoa, who is this guy? Like, yeah. you know, is he like a? I can imagine him being like a rogue Sith guy, kind of like there would be rogue Jedi. Yeah, guys. Well, he right? kind of. There's this dialogue about that. Ben Solo is like, "Well, you're not a Jedi, but are you a Sith?" And he's like, "No, we're not Sith, but we kind of just like do our own thing." Which again, yeah. more which exposition, like, more Ray? exposition about them. Yeah, you know, than we ever. Ray's got, not so. a Jedi, and so right. she's, you know, like there's that. I, I thought, I thought that was cool. That wasn't yeah. my Oak of Arc moment. I'm not going to ruin it. Okay, though. but All the, right. but I thought that was pretty cool. That I was like, when he ignited the lightsaber, I was like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, <laughs> like okay. So then, so. out of that, we get a little bit more story. And the purpose of that one, which 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 thing are we getting? The helmet of Ren, right? That's the helmet. Just, that's, that was the helmet. helmet okay. Yeah. So then we're rolling through, and the next thing we're getting is the saber. Is that right? Yes. That story is directly related to the flow of the story too mm-hmm. like they discover it and then he's like oh i'm gonna tell you a story yeah you know as opposed to the first one which i thought that was interesting how like the first one seemed forced mm-hmm. because he procured whatever it was and then the it's like he had the helmet right so right. Then, yeah this one then they find the saber so he tells a story about it yeah. and this is where we roll into the dueling monstrosities I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't particularly care about the prequels, and I think General Grievous is maybe the stupidest character in all of Star Wars, so I yeah. don't, uh, I didn't particularly <laughs> care about this one, so I don't know, what, what did you guys think of uh, Dueling Monstrosities? What do you think, Sally? I really like the beginning, I mean, I like the witches, and... I like the um, witches, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was, like, a funny shtick when, like, Darth Maul is getting all his little, like, different legs. Yeah. Particularly because it's Lego and like that's like a right. Lego thing You're to right. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I don't, I didn't care as much, you know, after they've both like risen 
from the dead or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, all right, I get it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would have liked more with the Night Sisters, like the witches, because yeah, again, yeah. those are things that are pretty heavily featured in the books and the expanded universe and stuff. So it was kind of yeah. cool to see them and use them in that way. But after that, I was just kind of like, whatever. I have these two characters I don't care about duel each other. That's fine. Yeah, and then I did not get that it was a, I guess a, a what's the word like a allegory or a metaphor for another when it's something when it's copying something. Mm-hmm. When it's like spoofing something, I don't know yeah. what that word is, but uh, that it was a uh, Frankenstein, you know, until like, till, <laughs> until we put it in there, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess it is kind of like they are both being risen. Like I even wrote, I even wrote it. Yeah, that you know, one was revived and the other one was restored. Yeah, not thinking like oh, it was like their body parts being put together, and then like it's alive, you know, and then. You know, that, that you know, way over my head, that shows how much I know about horror movies and, and that lore. I just skated well, right past it. This one seems the least obvious, though. Like, yeah, I, I don't agree. know. Like, the, so the title cards kind of mm-hmm. betray what they are a little bit, but this one seems more, like, ambiguous, like old Hollywood right. or something. Yeah. Well, and there is, like, a line in the middle of it. One of the robots, or, the, sorry, droids, uh, says... <laughs> it's like a reference to the fly that I didn't pick up on at first, but he keeps saying like, basically like it's alive, but it's the fly version. Um, Oh, okay. And I was like, maybe it's that, but also it doesn't a hundred percent seem that. So all that to say, I think this is the weakest maybe reference of the three. Yeah. Well, Um, so I, I watched this with my son and I took little notes here and there. And then when I was like, you know, looking up stuff for, for the episode here, I just had it on again, sort of in the background. And, both times it played through, I wrote nothing about this segment because it just doesn't do anything for me. Like I, yeah. I can't think of any creepy moments. Like this one seems to go more for like funny, like yeah. it tries with the emperor and stuff. And I just don't think tonally it really works. And so I don't think it's funny and I don't think there's any real like memorable imagery. So I feel like this was kind of a, yeah, it just sets down. up the the saber being broken. Right. That's I it. Guess. You I know, guess. like the whole thing yeah. is really just that. Maybe so. a missed opportunity because I feel like they really could have done something with the three witches. Like oh, they for could sure. have done like a Macbeth thing or like originally I thought maybe it was a spoof on like Perseus and the three like mm. mythical witches and that. And it seems like kind of a missed opportunity to not like utilize one of those like horror stories. But yeah whatever and, and you're not getting anything like <laughs> you know like like we were saying with the previous one you at least get a little bit of like backstory on a character like here you don't even get that really yeah you know so right. well, you do get like you do get the the kind of imagery of darth maul being you know getting his legs uh, yeah which, i suppose i suppose i mean you <laughs> You, I, I can't remember if they had that in the the Clone Wars. I think they did, or no, or he just comes in and you're like, wait a minute, that's Darth Maul. Like there is that like connection in that show yeah. somewhere, but I don't yeah. think it's like, oh, this you're is right. how he gets his leg. However ser- silly it is, like, no, you're right. You know, Sally, you said that was pretty silly, and it was like I I, I could have had him go with the BB-8 legs. That would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it didn't quite work out, but that would have been funny. So this. <laughs> Then, then we transition again, and I don't mm-hmm. think this is a great transition into the Wookiee Paw, but yeah, I yeah. do, <laughs> I do enjoy that when we get in there. Hmm. This was my favorite one. Okay. 
This okay. one I like the most because all of a sudden roles are reversed, yeah. right? The good guys are the bad guys, and bad guys are the good guys, and mm-hmm. then like people are not supposed, people are alive that aren't supposed to be alive, and you know things like that. So, for me, this one was my favorite because it hit all you know my kind of like oh I love it when when that happens. It really, yeah. you know, you can really grind a story up and mm-hmm. make a compelling story. You could just destroy it. Like Superman Red Sun is a perfect. That's why I thought of that too because like what a great way to destroy that like the the god of of superman by yeah. making him the red sun rather than superman so superman red sun is where superman crash lands in russia instead of america yes. and Sorry. then sure things go that. things go crazy after that but yeah and it also see like you were saying off mic it also is a similar premise to like marvel's what if where it's like here's one yes, thing that's what, that okay, we're gonna yeah. tweak it a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah so this is where luke gets a, a wookie's paw and then is able to kind of make these wishes and get exactly what he wants and then become essentially the villain. What I think works so well about it, though, is that it all makes sense. You know, like all the things he mm-hmm. wishes for, all the things that happen. Yeah. yeah. I feel like those are all consistent with the characters that we know. Also with the goofiness of the Lego thing. I think it was just sort yeah. of firing on all cylinders. I love this one. I also love the moment where like Leia and Ben are flying the... Yeah. Um, fighter jets and they they have that line where she's like thank you for saving me by the way and he's yeah. like thanks for getting me out of that trash compactor yeah and yeah. i was like this is such a like star wars universe moment where like yeah. we all could have just assumed those things happen right. but there's some yeah. nerd somewhere who's like wait a second right. without luke <laughs> yeah. what <laughs> yeah 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 no i thought that i thought that was very cool uh i will say that there was nothing creepy about this one there's nothing no. spooky about right. this one. Yeah. Other than the fact that maybe like Wookiees are sentient humans, beings type animals, <laughs> and true. they're carrying around a seven. <laughs> That's true. Hand. That is dark. You're right about that. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the, like, I, I think it sounds good, like Wookiees paw, but I was like, this is kind of morbid. Mm-hmm. Like, Han <laughs> Solo's like... best friend is a Wookiee. Right. Uh... <laughs> You would you think he'd be like insulted, but it's like it's like Han Solo shooting Greedo and then like walking away and then coming back and chopping his hand off and being like, "This is gonna be good luck later," yeah. you know? <laughs> like, what the heck? Speaking of, <laughs> but speaking of Tatooine, I really liked that Luke met Watu. I liked that little like yes. that yeah. little blending of prequel and original mm-hmm. era, you know, because it makes sense. It's all Tatooine, you know. So I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. I really yeah. enjoyed watching this one. I thought it was maybe the least Halloweeny of all three. Yeah, that's definitely so that once, might be true. So once we get in here, then we're kind of in the the final thing where we're learning that Vinay's collecting these for the power and all that. Uh, and we have that one gimmick where Poe puts on like the the skeleton trooper suit, and BB-8 splashes yeah. through orange and green paint and looks like a pumpkin. You know. Yeah. <laughs> A spooky pumpkin, too. Yeah, a spooky pumpkin. Yeah. I, I liked that. And honestly, I could have used more of that kind of stuff. Yeah. More like more clear Halloween imagery. I don't think would have been that hard to get in here. And they just didn't really go for it. And even when BB-8 is the pumpkin, it lasts for like five seconds, you know, before he shakes it off. I wanted more of that. I agree. Yeah. yeah. My son I was thought... also terrified by the climax. Than a like falling, oh, really? falling into the lava, oh, okay. and then the his the biggest jump for the whole thing was the end where the where the, like the the droid oh, yeah. reaches over and is like I failed you, and Vinay's hand like pops out of the lava and grabs it. He was like, ah! <laughs> like it really, <laughs> it really got him. It really got him. <laughs> I felt that that was something that mirrored mm. 
you know, another like horror thing. Oh, so sure. Like, I mean, that's, if that's I kind start of a classic. Trying to exist- I think it's Carrie. Well, that's how Carrie ends, but I'm sure it's happened in other, I mean, yeah, it's, it's probably in more than yeah. one, but that's how Carrie ends is like, you see the burned wreckage of her house and then her hand comes up and like goes. So, oh, okay. But, that's the one right. where she's like in school and I'm trying they to remember this. blood on her head and yeah. then she uses her telekinetic powers to burn the whole school down. Oh, geez. I haven't seen that. I do know there's a, there's a Megan Fox remake, right? Of that or something like that. Wasn't there a remake? That's was it Carrie? Not this. So she did do a teenage like murder thing. I can't remember oh, what it's called. Okay. Jennifer's body. body. Jennifer's yeah, body. Yeah, Jennifer's body. Oh, that's not, there is a Carrie <laughs> okay. remake that came oh, out. There is a Carrie remake. Okay. Yeah, it was like 2008, maybe. But yeah, yeah it's okay. pretty good actually. That remake. Oh, okay. Jennifer's body is actually also pretty good. But I'll have to not watch that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Because I haven't watched any of them. You can't beat, so. Oh, oh, okay, all right, yeah. All but right, the go. most obvious, like, reference was, like, the Shining moment. Oh, that's right. Loud. Yeah. When that's the one I got. It. Yeah. That's the one I got, and it was so good. When so, so like, it's, yeah, it's Gravala the Hutt. Here's being one, eight, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is genuinely good. I mean, like, yeah. this is the most obvious reference. It's a little cheesy, but, like, so good. So it's, good. Yeah, it's Gravala the Hutt pressed up against the wall, mm-hmm. and one of the battle droids that have been turned basically into zombies is hacking through, and, yeah. It is. It is a good moment. And he's totally being Shelley Duvall too. He's being like, right. <laughs> Stop you know? swinging the bat, Wendy. <laughs> that um, one. That's the one where I said, and we'll talk about that later because that, to me, I was like, I've seen that movie, <laughs> so I, I know what's going on. You know, I thought the battle droids themselves becoming, mm-hmm. you know, essentially zombies when they when he reprograms yeah. them and they've got the red eyes. I thought that worked really well because. I hate those things. I hated them in the prequels. Mm-hmm. I hate them in Clone Wars. But they're like Roger, Roger. We were, yeah. we have personality for some reason. I hate it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so to like take those like goofy idiot droids and make them creepy, I thought was a good move. I, I liked it. It, it makes sense too. It yeah. just it totally jived with the send out a signal and then that's it. They're all yep. sl- you know zombie slaves. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's, let's. There was get... another reference yeah, yeah. to The Shining though when they're walking down the hall. Right, and Grabala's two little horned dudes are standing there, like the girls at the end of the hallway, oh. the the red rum, like that. You know, when the, I was just like, "That's the shining." I get that I one. That. I got it. <laughs> Some of it, it's you know, it's Very fun rarely. because there's a lot I'll of these things that, like, obviously, this is meant for children. There's no question about that. Yeah. But I feel like they really took the time to put in some references that adults would get, and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the jokes were a little bit more like. I don't know. I found them funny in a way my son didn't really understand. So I think it was a pretty good job of making it work for all ages. Yeah. yeah. Guys, uh, what was your Ichiwawa moment, Sally? What's What was yours? You got to remind me what an Ichiwawa moment Oh, sorry. Moment. Ichiwawa's <laughs> sort of like the, the coolest, the most clever moment. Yeah, your favorite. Okay. The one where you're like, oh, yeah, Ichiwawa. <laughs> um, oh, that's kind of tough. I guess it would have to be that moment where Leia and uh, Ben exchange that quick, like, backstory thing that I was talking about, where she's like, thanks for saving me, and he's like, thanks for getting me out of the trash compactor, and I was like, I just love everything about this. Sally, that's mine. That's mine, too. The thief. Where Leia, yeah, yeah, where Leia is, like, in that Luke position and sort of, like, takes over as, I I thought that was a really cool moment. I didn't see Mm -hmm. it coming. 
even with like Luke turning bad, like until you see Leia in the cockpit, it didn't occur to me that that that's where we were headed. And so yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised by that and thought it was very clever. It's so cool that she's the protagonist too. I know. Because Luke yeah. is not. So it's just kind of like, oh, that's the natural, like, right. yeah, it would be Leia if, if yeah. Luke never, you know, never yeah, exactly. left Tatooine. So, so what was yours? What was yours, Steve? Mine was the, uh, mine was the shining moment. Where, okay. Because the whole movie, I was just like, I don't get this. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's a reference to something. He said that. That's weird. That's got to be a reference. <laughs> and I was like, I know that. And then when he's like, you know, when you're thinking, here's Johnny. And he's mm-hmm. like, here's BN1436734. And I watched it with the subtitles again. And I was like, I laughed out loud each, watching it because the subtitle was, was across the whole bottom of the screen all the numbers and that killed me too because i knew what he was going to say before he said it yeah. and i just i thought you know here i am you know 37 38 years old just laughing at a stupid <laughs> little droid scene so that was my that was my um ichiwawa moment I, okay. I, I finally got a reference and i loved it all right so. <laughs> uh, what was your oak of arc moment there uh Nick. Mm. Uh, I, the Emperor just mimicking the Seth MacFarlane robot chicken thing, yeah. I think is really stupid because it works so well in Robot Chicken, but it's nothing like what the Emperor is like, and it doesn't even sound like him. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, it's totally Robot Chicken. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. like this. Oh, oh. That's, exactly. That's not what he sounds like. So, not even close. No, I know. So I think it's annoying that they do that, and I also think... Because yeah. they're trying to do that, the humor just doesn't work. So every time the Emperor was doing something, I was just like, no. Yeah. What about yeah, you, my... Sally? What's your Oak of Arc? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I never, like, honestly, after they collect all three and you have the three little tails, and mm-hmm. then uh, he gets into that, like, robot thing... I just kind of, I'm like, I don't really want to watch another fight scene. No, yeah, <laughs> like, okay. I guess yeah. I, I guess I feel like one's enough. We had the one in the middle. Like, does it always have to end in a battle? Yeah. This is more about the the fun and like the quippiness of it. And but I mean, I don't know if that's fair or not because I know that a lot of people live for well <laughs> the action scene. Yeah. I think that's where the the merchandising comes in because they have these mm-hmm. Lego mechs where you build like a big like Captain America or whatever like exoskeleton kind of thing and my son loves those. So when that happened, when he became like this Darth Vader mech, my son leaned over to me and he was like, "Oh, we have to find that in the store. They have to have that." So oh, I think it, yeah. I think it worked for for the people who, you know, know what those mechs are. As soon as he saw it, he was like, "Gots to have it." So yeah. So your old Kavark, I guess, is more like the commercialism, right? <laughs> Every seven-year-old boy's, like, yeah. Ichawawa moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I think it would have been fine, too, if it had ended with, like, a, and all these things together mean nothing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's just a dusty old part right. of the... You know, like, I think it still would have been fine, like, the whole lead-up to, like, oh, it's just a spooky, it's just a, a myth, Yeah. you yeah. know? No. I was I was okay with the end fight. I I it made sense to me. Like you got to bring it home. I get it. Uh, Steve, did yeah. you have what's your Oak of Arc? Mine was just Vinay in general, right? And Vinay in Rogue One looks like the dude is like eighty nine <laughs> years old. He's old, so if he's true. alive then. Yeah. 
it would have been better if he was like, and I'm Vinay. Oh, this place is creepy. And he was just a creepy old man rather than a silly character. You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of with yeah. you on that because I just don't think it particularly worked. I feel like it almost would have made more sense to me to have it be some like new fan of Vader or something, or just take an yeah. original character that you can kind of explain because having him look vague, look and dress sort of like the emperor and just having this sort mm-hmm. of nebulous connection, I found to be just a little confusing. So yeah, well, I, I lost it when he was like, when Grabala was like, Oh, stop sniffing the guest. And it's just like, really, really? That's, <laughs> you know, like we've just set him up to be like, Oh yes, master. You know, oh, we're good. Oh, and he's talking with Annihilate, right? Yeah. Which I totally missed until they said it, and I felt like an idiot, even though I saw it written on the screen. But I saw it written as N I L eight, so right. that's what I'm. That's could what I'm going it. for, and that's could my excuse. But uh, no, when he's like, "Ooh, this could be the prophecy," and then he walks downstairs, and he's sniffing Poe, and I thought he he just lost all mm. of his like mysteriousness like his air of menace yeah he could yeah his air of menace he could have been a continuing spooky thing throughout it instead of being you know creepy he could you know he could have shot in and been been like it's broken you know like yeah. like frightened people or could have been a, a an object to startle people but they missed out on it because they made this weird sniffing well, yeah i mean you you kind of wonder man, why like, like that seems perfect to have him be sort of an igor type character Yes. You know, just like sort of like lurking around and, and just sort of like spooky and ah. But yeah, they sort of went yeah. for the joke with it, which which didn't yeah. work. Like, oh, let's go this way. And ah, you know, he's like, he's already standing there, you know? So that would have yeah. been. Yeah, I agree. Perfect, I agree. So. I well, did like the line when they say that, well, who is that guy? And they're like, oh, he just came with the place, like kind yeah. of a spooky caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> that like was that. a good line. It yeah, was. that was a good line. Been, better yeah. applied to a different character or, or just, like a different yeah, version of that character. A different interpretation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So we got to rate it. So how many nub- yub nubs, but it's in two parts. How do you rate it just as like a cartoon star Wars extravaganza? And how do you rate it as a Halloween special? Sally? Honestly, I really enjoyed it. I'd give it like five yub nubs as a cartoon and maybe four yub nubs as a Halloween special. Okay. I gave it a three as a movie i'm, I'm gonna be critical just okay. because i felt like it didn't it was it was discombobulated and then they tried to tie it in together at the very end with a couple lines like oh wait that's the story he told oh that makes sense with that and it was just like oh that's how they're tying it full mm-hmm. circle just with like two lines and then like sally said uh here we go another fight so it was kind of like wrap up the story now let's entertain people and it's mm-hmm. just like ah oh, they could have you know Eh, that was their they missed it that was the opportunity to make it into a spooky movie and that's why i'll give it a two for halloween because it did not feel like a halloween special it just felt like a you know a spooky lego movie like a haunted lego movie could have just been anything you know i would probably be closer to you ratings wise if i watched it just by like by myself but watching it with mm-hmm. my son, like I could see how much it worked for him. And so that kind of mm. made it more fun for me. So I think as just like a, a Lego Star Wars special, like I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. I wasn't bored. I thought it was fine. You know, I think anytime you have a story where you're like, we're going to tell three smaller stories with a frame story. I feel like you're mm. really kind of saying you don't have a story that will last for the full length. So you take <laughs> these three ideas and like tie it up with a bow. It did feel like there was a little bit of that. 
but I'm still going to give it four Yub Nubs just for a Star Wars special. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go three Halloween-wise because I think after The Lost Boy, it kind of stopped being scary outside of a few yeah. like jumps here and there. It didn't have really a spooky element. And I think showing Poe in the, in the skeleton outfit and having BB-8 as a pumpkin for just a handful of seconds, to me, sort of demonstrated, like, well, you could have been doing that the whole way. You know, you mm-hmm. could have had a lot more Halloween imagery without just being like, look, it's a jack-o'-lantern. Like, you could have made it work. Yeah. And they didn't really. So, you know. Well, and we've all seen the Star Wars holiday special. So sure. we know yeah. that they can go it all out. <laughs> they, like... can. they can. <laughs> yes, all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's one thing I, I, I think is interesting that I just realized now is we we've barely talked about Dean. Good point. That's a good point. You know, I think that's for me why I was just like, ah, this is really weak. Because, like, the whole premise of the movie was really revolving around Dean. Yeah. And he really just didn't, he didn't matter, you know. It was kind of like, I want to do all this to, yeah, he mattered to tie in the story, but he wasn't a pivotal character. Yeah. That made me really care. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like reusing the whole, like, we already know about a, a, a kid who you know, is, is misunderstood and has to work for what he's doing and actually has power and this, and that's Luke, you right. know? And then, you know, like we, we've already, we've already done that. So I, I don't know. I just well, felt like he was, his character in general true. was just, whoops. I, you until know, you said mistake. that, I, I legitimately forgot about him. And I think that <laughs> when you have, when you have a setting like a, a, a creepy Sith hotel and a little kid who has to work there, I mean, there's your story. Just have it be yeah. like Dean's experience. Maybe like in the end, he's rescued by Poe or something like that. I don't think you needed to have Poe there every step of the way. Just like make yeah. Dean the protagonist and have him have like a spooky adventure like in this weird hotel and then end up with him like, you know, going with, with Poe and Ray and Finn, like yeah. whatever. You know, that's a yeah, good point. There was that moment where he's like, so Dean, tell me about yourself. And yeah. he does in like three sentences. He's like, cool. Anyway, uh, yeah. hey, we look at lightsaber, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. okay, oh, like, I, I see another <laughs> vignette coming. Hold on, Dean. <laughs> oh, I do that when I write it and I'm like, and then they did this and, and he, he was working for his family. And I was like, wait a minute, is that, am I just making that up? Do yep. I, I had to yep. like find it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. Like yep. it was just dropped in there, you know? So, yep. oh Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I still th- I had fun. I had fun with it, and I think yeah, you know, I, that's yeah. A, that's that. Sally, this is like the first of your tour of Halloween episodes this season because you and I are going to be talking about Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House over on House Things. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have seen I've seen the movie, and I saw the Netflix series, which is only very loosely connected i've never read the book before so i'm i'm in there now mm. what about you have you read it sally same although it is vital that i know which of the haunting original movies you saw okay because if you say it. the 90s no I'm no no 90s. no no I, I saw one that's <laughs> I'm like not even from showing the, up yeah. the, 60s the 60s or so I, yeah i haven't seen right. the Catherine oh, wow. zeta jones that... one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The Catherine Zeta-Jones one, I rarely say this, but is garbage. Um, wow. <laughs> but Yikes. but no, I'm I'm a few chapters into the book, which I am really enjoying so far. It's interesting to see where the show and the movie sort of diverge and how they're connected to the book. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to talk about it. I am. I'm and excited. I will also be on, for the first time ever, 
previously on X-Men, where we will be talking about issue 159, Night Scream. Ooh. So, Spooky. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. It's now on my reading list. I'm super excited about it. Um, apparently, it has to do with a love story between Storm, or a spooky story um, about Storm and Dracula. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Tune into that, Ooh, too, where okay. we will discover all about that together. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm stoked that this is my life now. So. Yeah. <laughs> you're the queen of you're, Halloween. You're so. in demand. You're just checking yep. off podcasts left and right. So you're all over the place. <laughs> well, our next episode here on This Andorian Life is going to be episode seven, The Curse of the Jindas. And I've already spoken with our friend Kendra Ooh. Mickles who appeared on the last Jinda's episode, and we might be able to coax her back. If we'll the first see. one didn't scare her. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Steve, happy mm. Halloween and happy birthday. Oh, thank you. And Sally, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Yes, thank you, Sally. Appreciate thank it. Thank you both. This Enduring Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! <laughs> 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 <laughs>